0: Hello, and where am I? This is the 3 T RPG Podcast, a podcast all about tabletop RPGs, and with me is James Clark. Good day to you all. Nick isn't here because his cat is unwell.
1: It's sad times. It's sad,
0: yes. Uh, so he will not be here today. But to make up for it, we've got news punch. We've got what you've been saying. We've got the main subject, which is going to be gaming with brain damage. And uh, we're going to do a new segment called Island Boys or Isle of Dread. And uh, then we're going to go on to the <laughs> electro-letters. Does that sound like a fun?
1: No, it sounds wicked.
0: Okay. Tantalising.
1: <laughs> cool. Um,
0: yeah, news. 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 News.
2: News. Ooh, yeah. News punch.
0: Wizards of the Coast uh, obviously bought D&D Beyond recently, and they fucked it into the bin. <laughs> So, uh, D&D Beyond, for those that don't know, is an online service with the worst advertising ever, where you can reference PDFs of books you already own that you have to pay for again. stupid. Uh, It is stupid. And it also allows you to make characters and store them online. And for some stupid reason, Wizards of the Coast uh, recently bought it from its original creators. And now they've started to delist books. Why? Well, they started with Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes and Volo's Guide to Monsters, and they're going to be making various books not available for purchase on the app. And the reason is that they combined those two books specifically into a new one for the new box set they were making. So, But, but then if you already own those ones...
1: Then you can't have Then them. you
0: can't have them. So what they're basically doing is forcing you to buy the new one.
1: That's dickish. Even mate.
0: if you already own the books which contain that content. I
1: don't get these money grabbing fools, man. Like, why don't they just be like, here you go, we've got an awesome product. Maybe maybe you could pay a subscription fee to use the app but not have to purchase the books additional that you've books. already owned. And then if you had uh <laughs> they could probably verify it in some kind of way that you actually own them and then allow you access. I don't know. Yeah, or but just you will probably access. be
0: it'll be, probably be something like uh you scan in the barcode, but then if you have bought it secondhand, it wouldn't work if somebody's already scanned it in. Well, but, the barcode's
1: the same, isn't it? Anyway, because <laughs> it's just a oh, hashtag. it's just for the product, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, maybe they have a QR code, and I don't, I don't fucking know. Look, it's not that's not my job to figure out. But I agree with you. The, the, it's money grabbing. It's shameful, and it's just it's just kind of stupid because it's like, well, so many people already own those books. Just yeah. put the new, and and it's already on there. They had to do work to take it off. Yeah, they might as well just leave it on there and put the new one on there.
1: I hate the fact that there's so many things nowadays just get put behind a paywall. And it's like well, while we get that you know subscription services on a new thing in technology. It's actually stupid to try and force it into such a niche hobby. Yeah, because you see,
0: but you see it with everything. I downloaded an app the other day, and this might be the real reason Nick, is here, Nick isn't here. Because there's one of his mates that I don't like very much. And he's got a short man man complex. (laughs) And so I kept on editing a picture of him from his Facebook next to things like Warwick Davis. Uh, (laughs) Yes. And uh, so, but anyway, I downloaded an app for that. There was just like a free photo editing app. And um, yeah, it was like, pay a subscription for... I can't even remember what it's called. It's called like Pick Switch or something like this. It was like, (laughs) pay a subscription every month. And it's like... Not everything gets the opportunity to be that. And I don't think D&D Beyond is one as well, because I think it's a subscription, but you also pay full price for the books. It's not as if you own it, you get a discount.
1: <clears throat> so do you... If you paid full price for the books, would you receive a new copy of the book?
0: Uh, what, what? hard copy? Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Well, that's that's so retar- uh, that's so...
0: So that's, yeah. oh. that's so uh that's so um, uh, down syndrome man <laughs> wow um but the uh e- sorry that is out of order
1: but, but i'm allowed should... to say
0: it because I am down syndrome
1: yeah yep get up yep. get down with the syndrome <laughs> sorry. But um, yeah
0: yeah so I, I well i remember when I bought my d d 5e box set the, the main three books and it came with the code inside and it was like d d beyond get all the three books you just bought half price and i was like well i just bought them why are you making me do it again give me a download if you just gave a free download code with every purchase yeah. if you bought it new
1: i think more like people would be more inclined as well. yeah so yeah. if you if you you know you could tick a box and D and beyond that being like do you already own this book yes or no verify the account and, and then, then you get
0: it for half price or, something
1: yeah. like this. And the, or, or you could be like um yes i already own it and it's like okay prove it okay right 50p and they all, no, I don't own it. Right? Okay, pay full price, and you can get the book. Well, and yeah, the the whatever the app version.
0: There are so many options, but they're obviously going to go for the shittest, cynical, money-grabbing route. I feel though, well, they what well, they could do just to verify that you own it. Is you ask for
1: a picture of yourself holding the book with with today's newspaper. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you send you send in the picture, but then obviously what you could do is just send in the picture and send it to your mate. So every time you want to access it, it has to be a picture of you with today's newspaper. <laughs> yeah, solved. Brilliant. Why solved. haven't they hired us, man? Because we're t- we're too, we're too good. That's that's right. But that is it for news. Uh, I did see. No, there is no other news. So, All right, let's go into what we've been saying.
1: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of these.
0: Oi. Yeah? What you slaying?
1: Deadlands. The lands are dead. is chaotic and fearful. That's right. The end.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> so <laughs> we've been playing Deadlands, which is a, a weird west setting for Savage Worlds, uh, the plot of it is that the force force the force forceman force uh, it's yes yeah, the time with Star Wars the <laughs> force forceman does sound like a Star Wars character but um we yeah so, so the the four Horsemen of the apocalypse are trying to destroy America state by state while the main characters which are the pcs are trying to save it from hideous hellish beasts
1: what do you what do, what is it? He's that, trying to explain what's going on what is it that you
0: do you want to be on a podcast is that what it is that's a good idea, actually. We just have a podcast of babies talking.
1: We just put a mic on him.
0: I've got a spare one. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel as if that would be really annoying.
1: He's got uh, some good points.
0: Yeah, actually, he does. But anyway, deadlands. So, oh my god!
2: <laughs>
0: oh, perfect timing. So deadlands nope not Good. doing it this time uh, so um yeah so so we we've basically it's them going hopping from state to state uh or territory to territory trying to solve spooky mysteries and uh currently we've just done a big battle at uh, the sioux nations where some yankee soldiers were coming in to try and uh, yeah, spoiler alert! They're trying to steal gold from them. That's what it was. And, oh. um the so the Indians uh, Makes sense. Makes fought sense. back. So because one of the one of the four horsemen is war, obviously. So they had started a war between the Yankees and the Indians and uh, these guys helped out therefore saving the nation which oh, yeah, was, it
1: was pretty uh, pretty epic
0: it was pretty awesome I mean the, the, what we did is we did a mass battle and these guys got to do plans beforehand to see what they wanted to do and stuff like this so like they could do, what they did is they set up traps with dynamite uh, barriers deflection spells things like this and they set up uh, they modified a plow so that it would like just sort of chew up human bodies yes. got the chief who's called crazy horse to, to, to ride the ride it ride. around and he was like this is amazing like running over loads of yankee soldiers like absolutely just chewing them to bits
1: no it was awesome it was really really great and like the planning was uh, really fun because i feel like although it's definitely a mechanic that we've used before it was sort of um, it was used differently because mm. when we uh, then played through the mass battle uh, we played through each each segment of the plan.
0: Yeah, so I was my using my custom mass battle rules with uh, some bits from the Savage Worlds ones. Well, what I have learned is those custom mass battle rules are good for a lot of games. But I think the Savage Worlds basic ones work just as well anyway, so <laughs> it's absolutely fine. But yeah, it was good. It was a good laugh. And um, then I said to the guys, I basically, I this was the one time I'd had a terrible week, and I kind of pushed them in a direction. Said, "Look, there's a circus going on in the other state. Maybe it's time you guys had a nice break." Yeah. And uh, so they, were, I gave the guys opportunities to play the circus games, do events, try and figure out which ones would give them, you know, a permanent increase in a certain skill. Yeah. And then. Um,
1: really good use of downtime I love it we've revisited well we've done it a few times in different campaigns but it's like really fun because you get to just play something seemingly idiotic but then, if you do well at it, you gain like a massive plus. It's like a, it's like a midway through kind of um, reward. Yeah, reward yeah. Because I, I,
0: th- I thought like you, you guys would have fun doing it. I mean, surprising, absolutely nobody. There is a sinister backstory going oh, on. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the, the. Basically, I took a lot of inspiration from uh, League of Gentlemen for this one, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's this. Well, there's a guy who's basically Papalazaru from. League of Gentlemen, who's this guy that's trying to steal wives for some reason, and he puts them in something called the wife mine.
2: <laughs> and
0: uh, one one of the characters went around asking the wrong questions and
2: so by Grab hammer.
1: What a saving
0: So yeah, basically the ringleader is this guy who is he wears he, cause he's a clown. He wears blackface, which is terrible, um, and it's not no, it really. It is good. the 1800s. That's true, but in uh, this version of Deadlands, racism just vanished as soon as the war end, so, uh, ended. So ended. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's kind of it's an unpopular thing to do, but he does it. And uh, the characters, one of the characters sees on the on the list of events that their dead brother is being put up as a uh, a part of a sharpshooting act with yeah. Annie Oakley, right? And so he goes to investigate. It turns out, because their brother was a legendary Texas Ranger, you know, they put him on the bill. They obviously don't know that he's dead. Yeah. Um, and they've got uh, a real fat standing. Yeah, they just got a fat standing. And uh, what was funny as well is that they, they the characters learned that the uh, legends about their brother have become, gone like Chinese whispers, where it's like. They've become so distorted over time that he's now a right wing sort of racist um, yeah. hero. And like they he, they were talking to Annie Oakley and she was like, No, that ain't your brother in the legends. He killed loads of Indians for yeah. fun and stuff like this. The same it's-
1: as our, well, the whole family. Yes. Because I was trying to prove that I was his brother, mm. uh, sister. And uh, yeah, and then she was um, batting against everything that I said.
0: She was like, No, nah, that's not what the books say.
1: I was like, Yeah, but look at me.
0: <laughs> anyway, so, uh, they, the, the guy that was in the cage is a character called Vladimir. He's their adopted brother from Ukraine. And, um, he, he shot, um, the ringleader in the head through the bars. Yeah,
1: like, le- fully, truly through the face.
0: And then, to, not five seconds later, they see him sort of reconverge. He's just a big load of slunge on the floor. And he converges back into a man and then walks out to start the show. And, uh... Annie Oakley and all the other wives are in a a cage in a cage with him and they just kind of look at him and just go um, and they're just like see see what you did now you've made him angry and you see what he can do he can turn into liquid he's like the T-1000
1: yeah T-1000
0: and she she was like um, you know a lot of men a lot of men in this country they get a bit handsy sometimes imagine what they can do if they turn into liquid like that and Vladimir's just sort of like, he will not get near my hole. And she's like, well,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah, good luck.
0: If he, t- he turns into liquid, goes up your japs eye and then and then sort of uh, turns big again. Yeah? Well wow. you gonna be into that? <laughs> Vladimir then uh, obviously the he sees the sees the re, the ringleader go out to start the show and he's not having any of that. So when Annie Oakley gets called out to do her sharpshooting part of the show, he ducks out of the tent at the same time, goes to shoot the ringleader leader, who's this like slunge man T one thousand, and uh, it draws the ire of the entire circus. Mm-hmm. So you guys are sort of a bit fucked because the next session we're starting. You've got at least four strong men, the entire Cambodian midget fighting league, uh, lions, elephants, the ringleader himself. Bloody hell! I mean, this is this is going to be an insane fight, and I because that's like what nine wild cards pretty much, and like five extras that are incredibly strong.
1: Well, I need to figure out a way how to get Harrison completely pissed before we play.
0: Oh, that's easy enough. Because <laughs> then you'll be like, ah, I forgot they were wild cards. No, I will, I, no, would be? I'll be like, oh yeah, I need to go to bed because uh, I'm really drunk. Uh, you're all dead. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well,
1: it's a pretty intense situation that we've uh, left ourselves in. So
0: well, I kind of think... I reckon next game is probably going to be almost entirely that fight because oh, yeah. there's a lot going on there. Because <laughs> I said, you know, like in a circus when he when he's when he's introducing it and you have all the people above you like flipping over. That's another thing as well, a troop of acrobats.
1: Oh God! So
0: You're it's like
1: be so nimble.
0: There's like they're all sort of very skilled people. There's the, oh and the freak show. I mean, if they just keep popping up, all the all the ride operators as well, they're hard probably.
1: Yeah, uh, they'll be alright.
0: <laughs> they yeah, the,
1: those will probably crumble. Yeah, they've got to click a couple of buttons. They'll be all right.
0: He's he's like the the guy who's operating the roller coaster is trying to press it to get it to turn. But only obviously stays on the track. He's like, <laughs> get him! <'em>! Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's where we're at with deadlands, really. Um, uh, the the guys are at the moment with with regards to saving America. So we're going state by state. It's currently they've got four under their belt, and the enemies have got five.
1: So, oh god yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's it's moving on pretty well. So we're about halfway through the game thus far if the pace continues as it is because obviously it's 22 territories and nearly 10 of them have gone so far.
1: Well, this is uh it's pretty awesome. Harrison's got um a, a, an old map of um It's a new map. No, it's not a map of it in the old times. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I meant. Okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, But um, we we drew on it uh, saying restored and dead from uh, each place that has been done. But Harrison's recently coloured in those sections uh, much nicer. Yeah,
0: it was the map that came with the Deadlands, but I just thought it was nice for like to have a visual representation of how things are going. Because you guys have also been strategizing as to where you're going to go to to save next to restore next, because it's like you had this kind of idea that you wanted to block off their army by by
1: yeah we were going to make it got a, goofed
0: up a little bit because you needed to go to the Indian territories to heal somebody that had got Ghost Rock Fever.
1: Yeah, we wanted to get a wall of restoration, which would stop the the dead um, creeping in. Because it's still obviously, quite
0: possible because they've got this. So the Sioux nations are up north. Mid, mid north.
1: Yeah,
0: and then uh, obviously they've got Texas down south. So you could still create a line of restored places down that way.
1: We uh, could, we could actually. I'm just. Uh, it's, it's really good having a a much clearer visual visual representation. I think that's definite. Y-
0: yeah, I mean, it's that's that's part of the fun of it, I think. Because it's, it's almost like having a little bit of a war game aspect mm. to it. But yeah, that's Deadlands. That's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, the other day we shared our favourite moments of the campaign on Facebook. And I can't remember what the context was. But um, I shared my favourite in-game one, which was what we spoke about last pod, about you killing the big bad in, in, in one round. Yes, mate. And, uh, <clears throat> but also there was a point where... For some reason, I the guys were trying to figure out what somebody's sort of thing was, like a sexual thing, like an enemy, so they could exploit it. And uh, I can't remember. If Sean shouted out foot fetish, and then James shouted out vagina fetish, which just <laughs> I, it just cracked me up. So I think about it probably every day. I'm just like, that's such a stupid thing to say. It's
1: because Sean was doing his um, his typical really like quiet oh st- I know what talking.
0: I remember what the context was. Go on. Uh, it's now Sean, he does this thing where he'll he'll shout <laughs> he'll shout out words when everyone's going mental because somebody's critting or whatever. It was ah um he'll go boneless pizza, boneless, and then at that, that time he went, foot fetish. <laughs> 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 yes. I don't know why he does that, but yeah, he's, uh, you, you just hear it like underneath everyone else, it's like, oh my god, and then and then he's, he's just like, he'll just say something weird, like, like the Lavender Jeez House, greater. the Lavender House, yeah, it's weird, but yeah, <laughs> vagina fetish. Uh, yeah. It also, what we've been slaying is UK Games Expo, we haven't been slaying it yet, but we're going to
1: it. Oh uh, yeah, bitch.
0: We've booked into some games at UK, a Games Expo in Birmingham. So I thought if any listeners are there and want to meet us, uh, don't. Don't.
1: (laughs) Perfect timing.
0: Well, we uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody who listens to this is around the Birmingham area.
1: Hopefully no one.
0: Hopefully no one. But if you are there, come and meet us. We're playing in some good games. You've got the list there.
1: Yeah, I do. I'm just trying to get a better version of the list. Uh, oh shit! No, they're taking too long. i just—it's just, it's use just
0: it. the names of them. The
1: names of them. Yeah. But
0: we're playing Alien. We're playing DCC. We're playing a Year Zero system,
1: which yeah, be we're playing one. two Year Zero systems of those. Uh, awesome. One's One's uh, Tales from the Loop, and the other one's just a uh, Mutant Year Zero. Yes.
0: That's cool, man. Uh, I I always enjoyed playing Tales from the Loop. I really hope thinking about it, it's not one of the ones from the book because <laughs> I've played all of them.
1: Oh, maybe it could be. It was time slips and sunken ships.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Should be alright. That's that one. Um, yeah, and we're playing DCC. I've, that is actually an adventure I've played before, but fortunately the star wound I've of forgot. The Yeah That's by fucking um, Marzio Muscadere, who was a, a patron during the Foreign Beggars campaign. Oh, amazing. But yeah, that's a, that's a good adventure. I, I, I played it once before and uh, I don't remember it, so it's perfect. Oh, that's, and it'll be
2: the first very time. very handy.
0: I was going to say it would be the first time i played DCC, but it's not because I played it once on Discord with a friend of the show, Terry Hansen. But I, uh, yeah, but this will be my first time playing it actually physically with actual dice in real life. Oh, that's true. So wait, I is it? Yeah. I've never played it before, man. I've only ever run it. You're fucked up. I can't wait. I'm going to fucking rule the, lie of the shit out of it. I'm going to ruin oh, it
1: for everyone. We're also playing a Deadlands classic dime novel adventure. Which is uh, Adios, amigo.
0: That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I knew I knew that I'd suggested Deadlands, but I didn't know it's Deadlands classic. So that's yeah. pretty cool. We'll yeah. get to try it out. Because what I the only thing I know really about Deadlands original in comparison to this one is that instead of. So, so you know how it, you go up the dice chain in Savage Worlds. So a skill starts in a D4, then you go D6, D8, D10, and so on. In Deadlands Classic, you just... So you, you let's say, for example, you're shooting as a D4. Mm. You can level it up in two ways. You can either change the dice or the amount of dice that you roll. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So you could end up... like Obviously, the, the absolute apex of that being something like 5D12. Jesus Christ. I know. But I, I don't know how it will work, but it's... Well, obviously, very similar to the Savage Worlds one in a lot of ways.
1: Potentially, they don't explode. I think they might do.
0: I don't know. I don't, I haven't read enough because I, I I looked into it a tiny bit when I was running Deadlands before, and I downloaded all the adventures from the tr- uh, from uh, Drive Through RPG with money. <laughs> 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 and uh, I had a good look at them. I don't think I think they're out of print now. Anyway. But still just, you still shouldn't pirate, and I didn't. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited about UK Games Expo, and we are gonna get fucked up.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we, it's yeah, we, it's it's a three day convention for those who don't know. It's up at the NEC in Birmingham. Uh, yeah. But we're we driving up and driving the guys up On the, the Friday morning It's so
0: good That you're driving as well Because the last time I went to a convention up north I had to get a 10 hour coach
1: That's disgusting
0: to, But the thing is Going on a 10 hour coach Only to end up in Sheffield Is really depressing Because yeah. it's such a shithole And we, was, we were in a place Called Penis Hole Which is not
1: good <laughs> Did you have to get up A day early as well So you wasted a oh, day yeah. For Oh
0: yeah Oh yeah Yeah. Right. And we stayed in a, a B&B With two no Snorers. Snoring I tried to get as drunk as possible. I've got to share a bed with you at UK Games Expo, though.
1: That's all right.
0: No, you've got to share a bed with me. We can tail on the and tail. No, we will
1: not. We can tail and tail. No,
0: you will be on the floor. Oh, yeah. Put me there. Sean, one time when he was on a holiday, like a lad's holiday, slept on a deck chair outside with a towel for a blanket.
1: Why? Because
0: uh- <laughs> he's a strange lad. But yeah, UK Games Expo, come and if you're in any of those games, let us know, because it would be good to know, uh, so that we don't go to them. <laughs> so why are we being like this to the listeners today? Because yeah, d- do come and meet us if you want to. I saw something on their fucking website. Sean and I were looking at all the events that are happening there, and it was called like, there was there was um a board game, supposedly, that was created to help autistic people with stuff, and it was called like, Autismo. What? You can't call it that. <laughs> no, I did. I, I, something like that, but I thought it was like... It was a little bit offensive, maybe. But, yeah, that's it for what we've been saying. Shall we do a main? Oh yeah. Main. Subject. Ma- magic. Main. Subject. Tokyo. Main. Subject. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I am determined, right, that we, that I'm not going to make this, uh, like, a sad topic, because it's not, really, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get serious. So, uh, jokes... Hopefully there will be some. We haven't done one yet. Some. We haven't done one yet in the entirety of the podcast history like a good joke. So I'm going to try my best <laughs>
1: right? this
0: time. This time definitely. Um so yeah, we're talking about gaming with brain damage. The reason being is that I have that and uh, I wanted to talk about the how it affects gaming things like this and I reckon a lot of the techniques we're going to talk about here are ju- would are just useful for time saving and for like as memory techniques, yeah,
1: recollection and stuff. So yeah.
0: I, I think it'll be helpful to a lot more people. But I I think like talking about why and how and things like this will be uh will will be good. I think I think it'll be helpful for more people than just those who have suffered uh, trauma to the brain. Well, it
1: also, it'll be um, eye opening because there's a lot of stuff that is actually helpful.
0: Now, what is funny is that my friend Phil, who also has brain damage uh, owing to chemotherapy he had years ago he was supposed to come on the podcast but he forgot he was busy this day yeah. so i mean that goes to show and you know the funny thing is as well phil uh, i used to work with him and uh, when he started at this company i was quite friendly with the team leader who's my friend jules hi jules and um he, he started at this company was getting everything wrong and uh, my boss had to have a word with him and he said do you know what he said And I was like, no. And he goes, he said he has memory problems. And we asked him why he didn't mention that in the interview. And he said he forgot. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, checks out, checks out. But yeah, so Phil is not here. Not that anybody gives a shit about that. But I just thought it was a funny story. But yeah, so essentially what happened was, is
1: I think, I think 10 years ago, Ten? It's a bit somewhere like that, maybe a bit longer.
0: I was cycling home from work, and a bloke did an illegal U-turn whilst uninsured, and then and then kick I, I uh, got I got hit off I got hit off my bike, uh, bike cycle, bike cycle, and uh, smashed my noggin in. Now I I believe that I'm partially to blame because I wasn't wearing a helmet, but I was young, and I was stupid. And I thought that because I was cycling well, well, that was reason enough for me to not wear one. <laughs> yeah. uh, but obviously you can't account for... Twats. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then this guy, yeah, he cut me off my bike and I got brain damage. Now, the thing is, the way my doctor explained it to me was that when you have something like that, what happens is it's like that. it literally never heals. It's not possible. But then it, your brain will try to... Uh, reallocate those parts of your brain uh, to to like another part,
1: right? Yeah, rewire it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so then, like, that's why it depends on where the injury is to what to how it affects you as well, because obviously, different parts of the brain are used for different things. Uh, so, yeah, that that essentially is why it's kind of a permanent thing. And ever since that accident. I have had migraines daily, which is uh, a very common symptom, and quite severe memory problems, which tend to come and go uh, in certain ways. Like It's like, the, my brain will be better some days, some weeks, than others. And yeah. I'll go through long periods where it's worse, whatever. Um, and... One technique I, I, I put on my notes here, this is how, how it affects me in daily life. I mean, really, what it is is I will forget everything my wife tells me. <laughs> if she, I mean, which is handy because all of the things she's asking me to do, it ain't happening. But no, I, I seriously, it's like I'm, I'm terrible with dates and things like this and with times, uh, faces, but James. Uh, Fortunately, whenever we've been to a con together, you're basically the schedule guy. You just ferry me
1: around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I've got oh. well, because
0: the one time I tried to be that guy, do you remember? I I misread the time because I really struggled with things like that specifically, and I thought the game was at ten o'clock and it was eight o'clock.
1: To turn up late and it was like, oh, two yeah.
0: hours late
1: to the fucking game. He was like, oh, you can't, you can't come in, bro. It's two hours late. And Would you like, uh, Oh... oh.
0: It did seem weird that there was a four-hour gap between the lunch game and the evening <laughs> game. Yeah, stupid. But um, I, I, another thing is that, that like, and I, I realise I should probably stop doing this, but on my brain is, and, and my memory is a lot uh, better, on, on the better side of things, Often I'll half remember something that has that has happened or something I'm trying to tell somebody, and so I'll t- fill in the gaps with what I think is the most likely, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's like, it's kind of stupid because the, often I can be right, but when my memory is a lot worse, um, then then it's it, it's it's like when then I'll say stupid shit like like I remember a good example of this is when you and I went to con on the cob, and. Stefan Dragonspawn had bought these made these horrible t shirts. I mean, they were really horrible. And uh, everyone got one. And I, when you gave me mine, I was like, I'm not fucking wearing that. And I was, you were like, Harrison, you should definitely wear it. And I was just like, no, I fucking paid for it. And you were like, no, you didn't. Everyone bought it for you because you were trying to save money. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should wear this then. <laughs> because I just assumed that I had paid for it. Yeah. I don't, I didn't remember not doing that so i was just like but yes and that 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 often happens in in the rpg games as well i mean a good example of this is when uh I, I actually think i was right on this one but there was a time where sean swore blind that he had bought dynamite at some point during the gurps campaign and i was like when would you have got that like in this sci-fi campaign where people are using plasma grenades and shit like when would you have bought dynamite I don't think you would have bought and he's like well I've got it here man it's on the sheet I mean that could go either way that could either be Sean just assumed that a shop would have dynamite and just bought it straight from the book or I've misremembered and gone yeah I definitely wouldn't give you dynamite
1: well I think there are some things because generally during a game obviously you just give us the the list of you know whatever whatever general store we go into, you'd be like, oh yeah, just to uh, take it out of the book. It costs the uh, the same amount as if it was that, so just take it off your your person. Are oh, you mm. done? Yeah, cool. Uh, but sometimes you put in limitations to be like, oh by the way, um just run your items by me because some some might not exist.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's like in a uh, nowhere, to, but then I don't recall where you ever being anywhere in that Goats campaign that would have sold dynamite. But yeah, so that's something I often do is like it, it's. It's probably not a good technique to do, but it's like I'll often fill in the the gaps where I can if possible. And recently Ryan was telling me a story where, this is kind of like an embarrassing story, but it was one where I was at work and I was reading a Batman comic and to drown out all the people in the lunchroom I was listening to Classic FM. And of course, I didn't realise, but my headphones weren't plugged in, so I was turning up really loud and sitting there with reading Batman, listening to like Bach or something like this. And I must have looked like such a pretentious cunt. <laughs> uh, and, but that was at work. And Ryan misremembered, told me that it was in London, and I just was like, I don't, oh well, I guess it must be. So it's like it works the other way as well, where it's like I sometimes hear information and I I don't remember any of it. I mean, my mum was talking to me about last episode of the podcast when I talked about. Uh, the Ravenloft novels, and she was just. I like, remember you talked about some lady's book, and I was like, I don't remember that at all. And then <laughs> until I listened to the episode, I was like, Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, in general, it's just it's it's the biggest thing that it affects me with it is dates, numbers, things like this, and keep keeping strict time as well with with certain things, which could all be a massive hindrance for an RPG. But I think that a lot of people who don't suffer from actual medical brain problems who maybe are just a bit stupid
1: yeah or just a bit um lazy yeah
0: well or- they, they their memory is they got better memory for one thing th- than the other yeah you know that and that that can uh, affect you but yeah so it, what i'm trying to say is that in the rpg space um there there are a lot of things that It seems like if I try and pack in one extra thing, something else gets pushed out. And it's like, and often I will not remember certain things. So uh, the impact on RPGing that it has is like, I do put slightly more emphasis on the players to keep track of their shit. Yeah, Uh, I'm not going to tell you, oh, you have this edge or you have this ability that negates it. You've got to tell me and I'll... I'll just call out, yeah, take an arrow off, you've shot one, or take a bullet off, take a potion off, whatever, but you're keeping track of how many you've got. Mm. Sometimes I'll go back and I'll do a character audit just to check everyone's sheets over, and usually my brother, despite me saying that you've got this amount of items, it, it, like... You can have one line per item in your inventory, yeah. and he's gone all the way down to the bottom of the page, like, I'm way past it.
1: Yeah, just like, sure, mate, can't have this, or he's used uh, one line for, like, five items. Mm-hmm.
0: Another thing is that, like, uh, I, I find it really hard to remember published adventures specifically and the worst thing you can possibly do at the table is try and look things up so uh, and again it's like difficult for me to remember specific rules so i i tend to I just make up something on the spot
1: yeah but that's but deal right, with it because we we know that that that's a thing so it's just like if if you're really unsure about it you'd be like right, right we're going to play it this way but um if i remember i'll uh, look it up otherwise yeah. you look it up for next session
0: Bit, and I'll often do that where I come back the next session, I'm like, okay, the ruling I did is way overpowered. But <laughs> it, but it's something I do because what I have realized is the fact that I can't rely on my memory, That so so I won't. I'm not going to pretend that I'm trying to remember something or that I know. I'm just going to say it outright. Yeah, uh, I think this is the rule, but let's just fucking do it. It also affects in certain ways where it's like uh, remembering the events of a campaign. And like I said, sometimes I'll try to fill in the gaps with what I think is likely. And I'll often be like, "Look, I mean, it happened literally the last session when we sat down. James uh, was currently, was controlling two characters. He had yeah. this little uh, Mexican kid called Puppy. And
1: he, he gave he, me his character sheet and I was like, oh no, he's dead. He said, is he? He that like, yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? And then I showed him the sheet, it had a big X in it and the word dead on it. And I,
0: I don't even remember how he died. I, I still don't remember. He got like, blasted well, in the face. Well, I mean, that sounds likely. It's fans yeah. <laughs> Ah, killing children. But
1: it was all right. I was just like, no, it's good that you gave me back the sheet because I'll get to keep it.
0: I think I'm lucky with you guys because, like, like when... If there is a detail I've missed, you will tell me.
1: Yeah, because we usually, like... Um, Even if
0: it's at your detriment.
1: Yeah, well, that's the one thing that we... It's so funny. We just, we'll just sort of sit there. Something well good's happening. Like, everyone but one person's forgot. The person who's, like, say, for instance, doing a role getting overexcited about something that they've done successfully and then say me pipes up and go sorry to be the party pooper but um you got three wounds so that wasn't well i'm
0: I'm glad i'm glad (laughs) Uh, yeah that's the thing people remembering their wounds i i am definitely not going to do that so i I think i I think it's nice to have you at the table and also because if i pointed it out everyone would get annoyed at me
1: they're oh, yeah, oh,
0: But oh. you're there on their side.
1: <laughs> yeah. But now, yeah, we're all really quite good at it. And then we'll just be like, oh, yeah, but isn't that a minus? Isn't that a minus? or is Because it... it helps because in the cases of where there's pluses, that happens as well. We're like, mm-hmm. whoa, isn't that a plus? And it's like, oh, why is it? And it's like, oh, yeah, because of this
0: Well, exactly, because so if people aren't taking account of that, you know, as a GM, it's not something I am really capable of because of and you're the not going to penalise
1: it I, that's the one thing I like about it is that like stuff's happened and then we say for instance honestly this did happen like uh, last session before this week's um where we were playing for a bit and then one person Ryan just went oh shit yeah I've got wounds I forgot about that and then we we're all just like Oh, yeah, yeah, we all did, yeah. That's when I just... We've bra- all got bones. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I don't I love, But, like, I, I didn't... I had completely forgot that fact as well. And it's like... From the last session, like, I'll even be recapping it. i would be like... And then, of course, a fight ensued. You got your dick shot off and you got a gun shoved up your bum. And then it's like... Oh yeah, and then we're carrying on. It doesn't even occur to me that maybe you might have some wounds from getting your dick shot off. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet, by the way. Do you know that's one? No, that I was going to go into a t- tangent, but I will very quickly. Sa- Savage Worlds, this is a complete tangent, has a injury table in it. Yeah. And for some reason, it always gets the same results. I think it's because seven is the most likely number to come up. Yeah. Uh, come up, right? And what, that, of a of a two two dice
1: of a two d six roll. Yes. Uh.
0: So and it's always guts, and it's always where it, it's busted, battered, or I don't know, cunted guts or whatever, right? And it's like um, the the uh, every time we get it, the, somebody rolls an injury, and everyone at the table goes busted guts, and then it's like <laughs> it's your boy busted guts. <laughs> but one of them is unmentionable, so you get shot in the unmentionable in the vichay, or the the in the in the huacamole. So
1: um, that's brilliant.
0: But yeah, uh, sadly, it's always busted guts. And I thought for a comedy based Savage Worlds podcast, busted guts would be the perfect title.
1: Oh, it would be really good, man. Uh,
0: but anyway, so uh, yeah, essentially, just to boil it down, is that I my me- memory means that I, I, I struggle to remember what happened last game. I struggle to keep track of specific numbers and things like this, and often forget rules. Um, and that is pretty much it and obviously the things with people's characters I can't remember all the abilities you have but I'm fairly certain no GM can do that but I used to be maybe better at it I don't know um, considering that uh, I just wanted to talk about the techniques that I use for getting better at all of these things right? because I, I genuinely think this would be like helpful to a- anyone really uh, and one of the first things is like the, remembering the big events from any given session uh, memes is one of them. Yeah. So, take all the big moments, all the moments that matter, go on, uh, I think it's called Image Flip, and they've got meme generator on there, and you can upload your own templates and things like this, and I often just make memes of the big things that have happened and post them to the group. Yeah. Then the people find them f- funny, hopefully, sometimes they're quite good, sometimes worse but uh you know the that for example there was there was a point point. this isn't even to do with the actual game but there was a point where sean uh in a in uh one of the earlier sessions of deadlands he was like no we're gonna go back to arizona because there's a portal to hell there and i was like sean there isn't right <laughs> first off it's saved second of all there's no such thing as a portal to hell in deadlands and then he he was just like oh oh, I think that might be an anime I watched. <laughs> so I made a meme of it with that guy who's sweating and choosing over two buttons. And it was like, watched an anime recently, happened in Deadlands. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so that's that's one technique that's really good for, for, for doing it. I also find that creating the next event and writing a small synopsis Uh, Because we we do everything via Facebook just because it's got a good groups functionality. Yeah,
1: yeah. The groups one is nice. You could, like, you know, privatise it and then there's no embarrassment for dressing up in white. And
0: yet, the one time I put a picture of Hitler into the group, Facebook pans it. It's a private group. It's fine. Don't worry about
1: it. Yeah, stop looking at my post, Facebook. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Wait, wait, just to be specific, it was anime Hitler.
0: It was, because James made a joke at his birthday where he went, Hitler, best of friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I posted a picture of anime Hitler and it was like, uh, I, don't, I, I think it's impressive actually that they recognise the anime version yeah. of him like their algorithm I also posted a picture of a demon that had tits once and it, uh, it was like you've been banned for six days, what for posting it on my group with the five friends, a private group but yeah, yeah we use that and we set up the event uh, each week, even though it's mostly the same time each week we always set up the event, see who can go, whatever well, it's
1: quite nice though because it's um, you know it's, it, it gets us riled up
0: and it keeps a record of it but yeah it it creates hype I think when you see that and then everyone's like yeah and then we talk about going to the spoons but so basically after i would finished a game in order to stick a lot of the events in my brain box what I would do is I'll get home create the next event straight away and put like a very small synopsis in there like
1: But mostly that's kind of targeted for yourself as opposed to us.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) That's That's brilliant. But the thing is, because a lot of people talk about taking notes at the table. It's fucking hard. It's so hard.
1: I can't do it. I used to be an avid note taker. Like... Uh, I Even think, as a player, I struggle. Yeah, but I, as a player, I loved it. I did it loads. Um, when I did that short campaign, I did it then. Uh, but it was it's really difficult to do it as a GM for definite because you've, you've got, got so,
0: so much different. going on already. If you're stopping to take notes, if you're the type of person like a fucking teacher or something who can take notes and talk and think at the same time, the only
1: way that you could take notes at speed is if you knew shorthand.
0: Well, I I, I actually looked into that. But it's much harder to learn than I thought. It's fucking it's
1: <laughs> ridiculous. It's these weird lines and dots and all this shit.
0: Yeah, Millie knows somebody that, that does it. And there's, like, there's also three different styles. So there's one that you can interpret later, but there's also one where you can only interpret it having done it within the hour because it's very broad and loose and things like this. And that means it's for, it's kind of for if you're in a meeting, then you're typing up minutes straight after the meeting. Oh,
1: mate.
0: But like, uh, yeah, I just I looked at it and I was like, no, I'm not fucking learning this, Justin. But take, taking notes, Nick does it really well, actually, which is a shame he's not here because he doesn't take stringent notes. Like, he doesn't say, and then he kicked him in the head and then he shot his dick off and then he put a gun up his bum. What he does... His
1: moments just, and key, key words, key key words and he just
0: And he'll just put gun, arrow, bum things like this yeah. and then he'll draw he does little sketches of things as well like that he finds visually appealing in his mind's eye kind of thing mm. um and i think that's probably the best way to do it but even yeah. that i do struggle with because it's like the amount of shit i've got behind my screen during a savage worlds game because there's so many little props and things like this it's like and well now i have to sit and take notes
1: well i quite like um uh, single sheet character sheets and my favorite because you can have on the fly notes on the back and by on the fly i mean usually i will put every player's initial on it and then put their character name next to it i for noticed one. that yeah and then for two is that if something um is remarkable or we need to take note of it if no one else has done it mm. then i will write one sentence or something but it's fortunately at our table um the, uh, well, with JT, he kind of he does it. Tabaskis
0: is he is he's got he's similar to Rain Man <laughs> from Rain Man. Like he's got a very good memory. Yeah, very good. He he can he can and actually Nick has as well. Like like sometimes Nick brings up things from like eight campaigns ago. That I've completely forgotten. Yeah, and it'll be like some joke that I've made or something like this. And I'm like, that's really funny. The, my wife actually um, s- s- does similar because she often shows me videos that come up on Time Hop of mm. me doing stupid shit. And then I'll laugh at it and she's like, you're laughing at yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but it feels like a different version of myself because I don't remember doing that at all. And <laughs> so I think that's all right. I'm laughing at something that was funny done by a different me. But yeah, fucking. So my advice with note taking is not really to do it at the table like make the memes like I've said for your group and also like put this little synopsis on there as soon as you finish the game then it sticks in your brain doing it at the table is going to be really hard like yeah.
1: unless it's something unless it's like words just yeah. single words
0: but the uh, highlights I've done like um notes similar before where it's like I'll just put down a couple of things but I remember once there was a point where Ryan licked a poisonous toad in Lamentations of the Flame Princess. (laughs) And I was trying to do that, like, just put a keyword, so I don't forget that. I want it to come up three games later. Oh, you suddenly start feeling sick. And I just put down the words, Ryan licked. And then, obviously, somebody else jumped in and went, right, I want to stab the frog or whatever. And fucking, I looked at it the next week and I was just like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Ryan "Ryan licked." licked. And it was only like, after the game had finished, I was looking back through my notes and I was like, oh yeah, he fucking licked a toad, didn't he? And I was like, why did I write just Ryan (laughs) Licked? Because it wouldn't have been much more effort just to put Toad next to it. It's only four letters. (laughs) But yeah, so I do think notes are important, but maybe take them after the game. Like, I mean, during Cyberpunk, because there was a lot of moving parts and things like this i mean deadlands is a lot of um monster of the week type adventures so it's kind of different but in cyberpunk it was one big adventure and it had loads of different gangs loads of different moving parts that were happening behind the scenes and so i would take notes about the game uh however i would write it up either the night of the game or uh the the day after right and and that definitely helps with, with remembering a lot of that stuff and the other thing is like it, I mean it affects everything right because the remembering rules we've already spoken about the best way to do it is just you have to be the kind of GM that is like um, that, who, who can do shit on the fly right and and can make up rules on the fly mm. and often I'll forget plots of stories I had written uh, or, or, or adventures that I had written that day right Um, and I'll just I'll just make it up because I, I for example the, the ringleader of the circus being a slunge man yeah Was made up on the spot <laughs> um, But I actually think It's quite a good Bad guy
1: Yeah Yeah very um,
0: good Because I couldn't remember I knew there was something About him well,
1: Because we spoke about The T-800 and T-1000 Recently That, that well. must be where It entered so my it head So definitely fed into Your yeah. head At some point It's like now.
0: the swamp donkey I was yeah. I was clearly thinking of Shrek Which I do often Actually, I don't Sound think... Once, I love those memes, man. They're, people, <laughs> they're my favourite. They're so... Some of them are quite brutal, though.
1: But,
0: yeah, but It's are so good. Um, oh, I am I don't know if I should tell this story, but I've got a Shrek-related, Shrek-related story. That's a jingle, by the way. I'll just put some reverb on it or something. <laughs> but um,
1: my fucking...
0: My niece, right, Uh, she... she well, actually, none of my in-laws are going to listen to this. So it's Why fine. don't you just say someone i know no i'm just gonna say my niece she's fucking annoying sometimes right and she well she's seven years old and she she it can be one of those children you know that's like very demanding oh, i want this i want it now oh i'm gonna throw a hissy fit and stuff like this and um she was insisting that we all watch in canto with the lights off nobody makes a single noise and even if somebody was like somebody's like can you uh, get me my glass of pass that glass of water she'd be like shut up and then like get really angry and um so I took it on upon myself to get petty revenge against her. <laughs> this, is so, this is so bad, but she was getting on my nerves. And so when in we had been on for about ten minutes, there was complete silence and then fucking the lights were off. I went, "Is this Shrek?" Like that. And, um, fucking. She, she she got really annoyed. She was like, "No, shut up!" And then I was just like, um, I, "I sort of oh right, waited for five minutes longer." And then the big character from Encanto is a like, sort of a big beefy woman on no that's Shrek there and she went Aah! and went to the other room that's terrible it's terrible it doesn't paint me in a good light but it was really funny and everyone everyone found it funny but she started, she was sulking in the kitchen sitting facing a corner because she was annoyed because um, I kept on comparing it to Shrek
1: that's good it was fucking that's brilliant. fucking top oh, no. tier revenge <laughs> on a to second. a seven year old <laughs> oh so I'd say you know, reeling it back to uh, making notes after the game and this stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like, and it's not something that I've done per se, but I did do uh, I did do it when I ran the, the campaign um, because of what I wanted to do. There was someone who wasn't at the game, and then I tried like a new thing of trying to sort of do a solo mission with them to sort of have this other a reason person. why they were yeah, absent. Yeah. And um, therefore, I wrote up um, I wrote up the the session that they missed. Mm-hmm. and I actually feel that if you have the time to do this, regardless if you're gonna present this to anyone, if it's uh, for nothing else but yourself, it'll be quite a nice thing to detail the session because it will help you recall it because some people thrive off that. If they mm. recount what's happened, write well, it down. yeah,
0: because recalling those things it does allow you in a lot of ways to make a better follow-up adventure because you're yeah. remembering the little detail.
1: And then you could either use them or it's just something that you've got on the side. So mm. if if you've ever done um, you know campaign diaries, um, which uh, we tried to do for a bit on the Lamentations.
0: Yeah, it took yeah.
1: much too much effort. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of effort. But it's, if you have the time to do it, maybe not every single episode... But you don't have to, have to have to do...
0: Like, maybe just do a sentence for each scene. Yeah. And then, like, a sentence, like, for the outcome of that scene. Something simple. Like, not something... Like you said, that you're going to present to somebody else. But that's... Yeah, that's what I did during Cyberpunk, is I, I wrote everything down to it so... So that it would be a better adventure because of it. Like i remembered people that you had wronged earlier things like this and then they would come back but yeah definitely if you have time a campaign diary is a really good memory technique another one so um your brain right is is wired so that if you do repetitive things you're more likely to forget them if you're doing the same thing constantly you're more likely to forget them right and i'm not saying that that our games like that of course they're not but the thing is like to remembering that somebody shot somebody or something like this or remembering, yeah, remembering very specific nuance. yes yeah yeah um And I find, I don't know if this is like an established memory technique, but you um, either do something out of the ordinary or think of something out of the ordinary and associate with that thing.
1: Well, it's like like, um, card counters or card readers where they uh, make a storyline out of the faces.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if Darren Brown was saying that he has a technique for remembering things where he will um, imagine... Um, a certain object for each part of his morning routine. If it, Say, for example, he's trying to memorise ten things. Mm. Then for each part of his morning routine, he will um, go, okay, toothbrush. Uh, no, brushing my teeth. That's the doll. Uh, there's a, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, he'll sort of go through his morning routine and associate things with that. So you can do that in the game You yeah, or whatever if there's certain things you need to remember. If there's certain story beats, you can go, okay, I'm brushing my teeth. Somebody's getting shot in the dick.
1: I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and things like this. Well, you can like do it with them uh, <laughs> <laughs> pardon me, you could uh, for fuck's could, sake, wow, sorry, <laughs> it's very tight, <laughs> Keep keeping that for a while. Um, you could do where you, if you had uh, for instance, like an object in front of you, you could be like, oh, yeah, that's happened, pencil sharpener,
0: yeah, and yeah, then, exactly. And then
1: you'll just see it and you'll be like, yep, I just remembered,
0: and it's it just helps you to recall that thing. Like, I so often, I've
1: definitely done that, you know, when you just put something in an unconventional place like a pencil sharpener say for instance it always sits to your right but you but you put it dead in the middle of your book so it, it, it will stop you turning the page well i do I like, like, well like, why the fuck have i done that and be like, oh yeah because of this
0: do it like physically in real life where yeah. you just like just put a pint glass in the middle of the floor and then the next morning when you wake up you're like why did i do that oh yeah that's right i've got to go to the dentist <laughs> something like that but like you can do it just by but do the similar thing just think about something weird like when a when a big event or something you think you're going to need to remember happens just make an association in your mind just think of a pint glass sitting in the in the middle of a room on the floor and then you go okay i'm not going to forget that minor detail now ryan licked a toad pint glass in the middle of the floor
2: live action role playing my main goal is to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. Watch <laughs> your thunderbolt. Uh,
0: Three thousand critical. Dark-, dark out critical. Thunder, thunder. Thy arts are slain. But uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's roughly what I do like in terms of all of these memory techniques and stuff like this. And I, I use the same thing for reading novels as well because I struggle to remember those. And often I'll be I'll be you know halfway through reading a book and forget the plot entirely, but then as I start reading it, I'll start piecing it back together again. Mm. And I have to recommend very, very massively Ken Follett as an author, because his books, right, because they're so long, clearly the editor's gone, right, nobody's going to mem- remember this minor character from the start of the fucking thing that hasn't been in it for 900 pages. So it'll be like, he'll reintroduce him, kind of, he'll be like, he'll, be like I went to go and speak to Drang, the owner of the pub, and it's like, cool, thanks, man because you you, you then go who's drank oh it's that guy cool but like yeah so uh, uh, unrelated but yeah like with novels and things like this I'll use the same techniques to try to remember what's going on I I think I think that's that's probably about it I mean the only other thing is that obviously suffering from the daily old uh, migraines there is proper shit it's, it's quite shit and uh, uh, the thing the thing about it is is like obviously mainly we've been we've been discussing memory techniques and mm. if, if anybody here has any uh, who's listening I, I would love to hear them as well uh, but also the, the headaches thing is like I'll often have short windows of feeling okay in mm. any given day and I can kind of plan ahead to make that to make that a reality. so it's like I know if I get enough sleep like this morning yeah. so I go to bed early last night. Um, and then same, same goes for the game. Like if I if I get the feeling I'm going to have a migraine, I'll take medication, go to bed before I go to the game, things like yeah. this. Um, but the yeah, the memory is like the, the main thing. And uh, I think we shared some pretty good fucking techniques here today.
1: Well, there's a couple others that I looked into and stuff that I know from uh, uh, real life as well. Nice. Hit me. To hit you.
0: No, hit me with the facts.
1: Oh. Hit me with the Let me print them off uh, onto a brick first. Okay. You Uh, fucking cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's this... um, I looked into some bits and there's actually uh, like some proper science going into um, like the science of um, arts and the health and wealth being associated with that. And that's Mm. like literal every kind of arts you can kind of think of is in like painting, poetry, writing, music, you know, every kind of thing uh, there... So, as a as a genuine um real, real life experience is when my uh, dad was alive and had Alzheimer's. One of uh, my brother's mates built this music memory box, and the idea of it is kind of a shoebox size, and then you had little um, little moulded pieces of clay uh, that you like, painted up, and they were had RFID tags in them, so that you could um, one look at the uh, like the little model of whatever it is to try and stimulate memory to put that RFID, da- RFID tag onto um, you know a podium within the box and then it will play a song. That's pretty so cool. So then it was all to bring your memory back to what you remember about that object, why it's Because music is thing.
0: like really powerful for memories. Yeah,
1: that's like, it's so, I mean, I saw you, Well, like,
0: you sort of, I, I remember visiting your dad with you and like seeing the difference where it'd be like completely non-responsive. Suddenly song goes on and he's yeah. having the time of his life. Although it was quite funny because you were playing him a section of his favorite music yeah. and then also infected mushroom. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's side but transfer- He was
1: loving it, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good how it kind of stimulates the brain and stuff. But um, so that's one technique that that could be quite useful because I find that some cases, so personally, I, I think my, at certain t- points, my brain's really overactive Oh, so yeah. I love listening to music and I mean the music I listen to is is absolutely obscene some of it it's like you can't sit there you know like when you you're sitting there driving to work whatever like a meme's like me listening to um uh, songs about rape pillaging death and murder <laughs> um, whilst um and then looking like this whilst driving into work for my nine to five job mm. and it's like yeah that kind of stuff where I could happily sit there and uh, listen to like um death hard metal. style and And sort of like death metal and all that really, really like, I don't know, kind of desensitizes you because it's so so much going on, but then it helps you concentrate. So that's a good technique I think that people could use to remember. Well, I
0: wonder maybe if you had playlists that you kind of cycled for games, uh, music wise, then if you put those songs again on in the same order the next day or whatever, then you then or during the next game, it might help you recall those types of things.
1: Well, I think for definite that may work because there was. Um, I remember years ago I saw a video of this um, guy who, uh, well, similar to what we just touched upon, saying my dad being unresponsive. But this is um, old dude in a in a in a care home, uh, and he just looked um, uh, vacant. Really, it just looked vacant. So what they did is they um, they played him some music and they provided him some music therapy and. They just sort of played it for like a few minutes, uh, and you know he sort of slowly he started to sing along to the the track being that was being. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. And then like you take the headphones off, and then you held a full conversation with him because he didn't have Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, it was something else that um, he had at the po- at the time, but he was he became vacant at that point. Yeah. But as soon as he had the music therapy. You literally, literally were able to hold a conversation with him, and then you know he said really profound things like, oh, "Yeah, music's life." Blah blah blah.
0: I remember that. Yeah, it's a nice video.
1: So um, you know, talking about the uh, the arts and uh, the science behind it, and that there's actually this new initiative, um, the Neuro Arts Blueprint, and it started up in 2019, and then they sort of built it up, and in December 2021 is where it's actually now. Come the initiative. The initiative is now launched and what it is is they're trying to get um they're trying to get neuro rats as they call them um in that sounds to, terrifying. But into this there's in lot well, you know, people who are I think who, who, who oh, okay Is yes, right. there are actually people who um sorry
0: everyone uh, sorry James because you're talking about something quite serious here but Jesse just grabbed mic- my microphone.
1: <laughs> so yeah they're basically trying to get these um these people that they're calling neuro rats. Into uh, the the wider scientific field of study, so that they can be, um, you know, considered actual scientists. Because anything to do with, say, performing arts or that kind of, for uh, other people um, in the scientific world, is kind of like not frowned upon, but it's difficult to do anything with. Yeah, you you could pay a hundred million, whatever. Well, it's nice stem cell research. But then somebody—it's like it's difficult.
0: It's—it's a shame, really. I mean, they—they do because there's like, uh, in my wife's hospital. I mean, it's not memory related, but in her hospital where it's for lungs, Mm. they used to do like singing therapy to help with breathing. And it's like, but now they just don't fund that stuff. They still got a Catholic priest roaming about there who's deeply weird.
1: Mate, singing therapy fucking works though. Oh, no. and it's obvious because it, 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 there's so much more to it than just singing.
0: But yeah, I th- I think uh, should we should we close there yeah for this segment. But I think I think we come up with a lot of really good stuff and I also think uh it was very good to hear about the techniques you used with your dad because obviously his his condition was way more serious than mine. I'm well, basically alright.
1: It was deteriorative.
0: Yeah, because it's dementia. Yeah. Um but he, he the thing is um I, I do think that a lot of that stuff. If you consider how it can help somebody when they're that bad, yeah, it can help you. Because I I know for a, for a fact, like I I used to do this thing when I was a teenager, where I'd listen to a bizarre album for some reason if I was going on a trip that I thought was especially special, so yeah. that when I then listened to it again, um, it would trigger that memory. So well, I there's lots
1: of lots. Of, I mean, everyone here listening, and definitely me and you we know for a fact that there's certain songs that trigger specific memories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, the the trouble is I haven't changed any of the music on my phone for about 20 years. (laughs) And, and I I listen to the same tracks all the time. So I need to, I need to diversify. I still listen to the same bands I did when I was a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is it. Yeah. For hopefully some of those techniques will help you uh, help anyone who who feels like they suffer from a uh, shitty memory or, Uh, Or if your life has been a shitty memory.
1: (laughs) And if you want to share your stories with us, do.
0: Yeah, please do. And share any techniques you have, because I'm all ears. Yeah, definitely. Um, Right, let's do something a bit stupid, so that we can get back to being stupid. Okay.
2: I'm Boris Johnson, and I listen to the 3T RPG podcast.
0: This is Island Boys, or Isle of Dread.
1: Right, I'm ready.
0: So, the idea is some of these are real freestyles done by the island boys some of them are freestyles done by me in the island boys style about things that happened in our isle of dread campaign <laughs> so what you but the trouble is obviously if i just played them singing you would recognize it and you would know it's them so, so you're gonna I've, do i've it. resung the lyrics they've sung in the cases where it is their one.
1: Oh, is it what well, you've actually recorded this yeah oh you're a cool f-
0: so this is this is number 1. Remember you have got to guess if it's Island Boys or Isle of Dread.
2: Got bring them a swallow my kids
0: Now, one thing that is uh, obviously very common for the Island Boys is freestyles. Proper it's, mumble rap. Yeah, well. you can't understand what they're saying.
1: Uh, that's Island Boy.
0: Yes, correct. Uh, I don't know what it means.
1: I heard kind of something along the lines of he was potentially like, I've got a slow homie... my kids. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that didn't happen in See, Uh This is the
2: I'm next a one. A, I'm a I'm a I'm a Nour play. I'm a go, I'm a go, I'm a go to the table. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> could, you do, could you do that one more time, please? Yes, sir. I'm a I'm A, I'm a I'm A, I'm a no I'm play. I'm a go, I'm a go, I'm a go to the temple,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh mate, that's wicked! I want to say Dreb. Yeah, it was. So
0: the lyrics, he, the lyrics, right? As far as you can call them out. I didn't write anything down. I just did it. What? Because I did it how they do it. I didn't think about it at all, and I, it was actually effort to try and make it not rhyme. But the lyrics are, I'm an alien, I'm an alien, I'm an alien from another planet, yeah. I'm a go, I'm a go, I'm a go to that temple, yeah. But they also, they very rarely actually finish the words they're saying. So in their first one, right, the their first ever freestyle was, I'm an island boy, I'm just trying to make it, right? yeah, uh, But he says, I'm an island boy, I'm just trying to make So like, that doesn't mean anything. But yeah, all right. Number three, so you've got two for two. Two, you've got two. You've got two. 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 I'ma
2: blow up. I'ma blow up. I'ma blow up. I'ma blow up. Yeah. I'ma be in the back of that caravan. I'ma blow up. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. That's definitely a trap.
1: Yeah, some of these, sort of I, think, the, uh, dynamite.
0: I think the Yeah, it was, yeah So um, obviously the last one was talking about the cop crew the, uh, the aliens on the island But that, yeah, that one was the caravan I, 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 Some of these are going to be quite easy But yeah, anyway, let's do number four
2: I like fries, I like to dip them in ketchup I like ranch, I like chicken McNuggets.
1: That's definitely Island Boy.
0: It's, uh, it's unfortunate because I've actually played that one to you before. They yeah. did the McDonald's freestyle. I like a Big Mac, but I like it saucy. Yeah. <laughs> Bacon too. I like fries, but I like them salty. That's probably the best lyric they've ever done, to yeah. be fair. But I hate them. So for the last one, I actually did an instrumental with it. Uh, I've gone for something a bit special here. Uh, is this Isle of Dread or Island Boys?
2: Yeah, I'm a seasoned bitch. I'm a pudding man of power. I'm a hitting man of power. Get, get, get. I'm eating my now, yeah. I'm all eating mamma, eating my eatin', eatin' yeah.
1: I'm all eating my hitin' with him, yeah. <laughs> Mate, that's a hundred percent Isle of Dread.
0: Yeah, I think this quiz was too easy, you know. But I just I thought of the name first, and then I had to do it. I no matter what it was, it was happening. So uh, yeah, you got full five right proving that that was a pretty rubbish quiz.
1: No, mate, it wouldn't have been the rubbish.
0: (laughs) I like a big man, but I like him saucy. Those fucking island boys, one of them's got a child as well. Island baby. That's not right, is it? I I, I know it's terrible to say, but I feel like some some people... Shouldn't. ...should be spayed. (laughs) uh, Castrated. Because the thing is, they've gone to Hawaii recently. It's the first time they've probably actually been on an actual island... (laughs) <laughs> and they've started loads of trouble. And I hate watching violent content, right? But they got in a fight in a hotel lobby with a bunch of Hawaiians. And I don't mean to racially you, stereotype here, but I am gonna. Our Hawaiians, they're quite big lads, right? In general. Sorry, that is a bit racist, but they're they and they they are also, in general, quite hard. Oh yeah. Whereas you look they're at the tougher b- shit. <laughs> well, you look at the island boys, and now they are the, they're spindly. Spindly feather men, and uh yeah, so they get they get spun around and then pushed about a little bit in this hotel lobby. And one of them during the fight loses his shoe and go, does a mad dash to go and retrieve it. <laughs> and then this is the person. This is a guy that's had children, and he did a video. She's an island baby.
1: Ugh. Wow. And there's five island boys now. Five. Oh, this is getting too much. It's, he, he's, it's getting ridiculous. They're gonna have an island clan soon.
2: I'm an island clan. I'm we an island clan.
1: Oh. <laughs> no, it can't rhyme. Oh, yeah.
2: For island clan, we we'll stand together.
1: And when we do, we will be the clan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's pretty accurate. I'll stick an auto tune on that. <laughs> uh, should I name this episode Gaming with Brian Damage? Because it'll be sort of on theme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's quite good. I've just thought of that. That's really
0: good. I, I, I don't know, fucking really clever. Alright, so that was Isle of, Island Boy or Isle of Dreads. Don't know if that's coming back. Uh shall we do some electro letters? I think we should. I
2: like fries, I like to deepen in kettle. I, I like ranch and barbecue with nuggets. Yeah. I like fries, but I like it when it's salty. Oh, I like eating up a bubbit, man, but I like it when it's saucy. Yeah, I like nice, but I like sweet and salsa. Hey, I like fried, but I only like it when I dip it with two different sauces. So, they- so the first
0: one comes in from Banjo. He says, What's one question you wish people would ask, but you never get the chance to answer?
1: Are oh, you okay? Oh. But we never get a chance to answer, so we're not going to answer it today.
0: Uh, the answer is yes. You okay? yes I <laughs> like you had to think about it there um, no but I mean I think he means on the podcast not just in general
1: yeah 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 that why is this good? No. no 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 I reckon I'm not sure like what do we want to be asked about more? actually I'll tell you what well
0: because t- the thing is it, really the question is what would you like us to give you an excuse to talk about on the podcast
1: no I think I think there's a I think there's a good one go on where you'll hate it and may, but, uh, but, but, I don't
0: hate anything I'm really great
1: is is a good one because this basically is a fat kick up the arse. Um and it would be if there was a constant flow of qu- this question, which is, when's your next product coming out?
0: Uh yeah, I, I need that though. Let's yeah, be honest. that's
1: what I'm saying. It might be a good idea if you could, right, A banjo. If you, could just, um,
0: Keep if you could just,
1: if you could just ask that next time.
0: Uh yeah, please do. Then maybe hopefully I'll actually make a product because I've I had a brilliant idea recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need to do it. I need it's, to, I, 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 it's so brilliant, I don't want to talk about it here in case anyone nicks it. Um, Banjo, he says, uh, again, he's got a couple of questions for us. He says, What's one question you get asked a lot you wish people would not ask? And I've got to say, I hate to be like this because it's such a cliche, but when's the next AP coming out? Oh, uh, yeah. Because to be honest, it comes out when it comes out. The last one, you know. So, it,
1: well, we, we've already commented the reason why our, our next one is has got delays because of fucking delays for the Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, never buy anything on Kickstarter. It's only disappointment.
1: No, it is. It really fucks me off. Kickstarter really infuriates me. Some products, are just like, yeah, cool. I backed this three years ago, and you've definitely forgotten about all the pledge behind it. So am um, I just? I just now have to make deal with, make do with the piece of shit you give me. Correct. Yeah. Cheers, mate.
0: Where's Dark Trails?
1: Up your ass
0: basically might as well be if it was that would be painful though because it's a very thick book <laughs> uh, last one he says uh, have any good icebreakers for conventions or meeting new people
1: uh, conventions I think we should focus on I think a good icebreaker in general just at, at, the, um, at a convention is to immediately go in with, a, with an accent as a character
0: <laughs> so what, what even before you've before <laughs> you've done a
1: game no, you know sometimes you sit down. You don't really do introductions and you go, okay, what guys are going to play, and then they you get given pre gens, and then you could just sit there and, be and like,
0: you go, I shall be playing this yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, because
1: I, then then it will like get straight into it. Yeah, one it will get straight into it, and two it means you can kind of be a bit silly because sometimes people. Or at least I know I do you thrive on being a bit of a dick so you be a bit of a dick embarrass yourself in a comfortable way that you. well and then everyone's
0: immediately comfortable aren't they because yeah. it's like well okay we know we can relax and just be idiots yeah Yeah.
1: so that's that's quite a nice one well I was going to say I the I same use. thing
0: usually just sitting down to play gets rid of that very quickly Yeah. not for everyone I mean I, I'm the type of person that hates speaking to new people So I don't even know... Like, like at conventions, obviously, it's different because I'm gaming with new people. Mm. That's fine. But I don't have any good icebreakers. In England, it's usually just to insult somebody, isn't it?
1: You just go up and be like, oh, nice
0: hair, mate. (laughs) I'm
1: looking at you, dickhead. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. (laughs) Like, it's a hard one to answer because I don't really have any... I'm, like, a deeply awkward, socially awkward person.
1: Oh, yeah. And believe it or not, so am I.
0: But But you're very outgoing. You're, like really good at meeting new people or at least even if you if if you are like um shaken up inside it definitely doesn't show and i think i genuinely think yeah you're uh, you're very good at it
1: well to be honest you just got to be you just got to get yourself a little bit overexcited because in at least for me i'm i'm like uh, i'm a, well me and um, uh, you as well we're both kind of hyperactive drunks Yes. So generally, I believe what you're referring to is like when we're out for drinks and some so randos I think, come along and we just talk to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, but it, that's a good thing. It's like, if you're faking confidence, people can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, if if you want to uh, be like, don't have any good icebreakers, so to say, but just take, just drink two beers. <laughs> yeah. Just drink two beers and you'll be like, all right, mate, how's it going? Um, uh, the, yeah, and just talk about your surroundings. Because the thing is, it's like, yeah, like, an a ice-breaking technique is all well and good, but just being a normal person, talking to somebody normally, which you can only do, really, if you've had two beers. One's not enough, two is just right, three's too many. Yes. Just for the introduction part. Yeah. After that, it's fair game. Go mental. Yeah. Do coke.
1: <laughs> the new coke that Elon Musk is going to reintroduce. Oh, yeah. The old one. He's going to put coke back in coke. If is he? He, if he he, said if he, if he um, he's, he's, he's put up a bid to buy coke and he said if he gets it he'll put coke back in coke
0: ah what a guy <laughs> um, CJ comes in with the next question he says what's worst theme song to an otherwise great TV show this is probably it's probably more your bag because I don't really watch much TV outside of reality TV I have to say the, 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 the <laughs> shut it the uh, theme tune to below deck sailing yacht is pretty bad but you know, that's below deck sailing yacht what was anyone expecting? Bad theme songs though. I don't think there are many.
1: Well they're all fitting, aren't they? At least they're meant to be. The
0: ones that I can think of are Oh, Death Note Series 2. With that fucking raucous death metal shit. <laughs>
1: oh man <laughs> was that the one where it goes, um
0: It's so wildly inappropriate for the type of show that it is.
1: What does it say? Um <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> yeah, I think that's one, because the show is very slow-paced, considered, yeah. and it's like... But then you have that, and it's just like... It's just like um, <laughs> and it's like... Yeah, that's inappropriate. And, and yeah, the, first, the
1: rest of it is all, you know, really nice and like...
0: Yeah, it's like really quiet. And uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is a good one, because that couldn't be... That's a very typical anime theme
1: tune. But then
0: it's like... It's like got really adult themes and things like that in it. But it's like, then you get this... It might as well be the theme tune to, like... Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's another good one. But now it's like a shit theme tune for a shit show.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, anime, though. Anime's, like, pretty bad for that, I think.
1: Although, you know, can you can always you can always just ease, ease up a, uh, an anime intro.
0: I don't think I ever watch the show's intros for anything anymore, though. Like, I watch it on the first episode, then I just skip it. So I don't really remember too many.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do that too. Definitely. There's some where it's just, uh, you know, like, I, I really like sh- the shows where they, their intro is, like, what, 10 seconds? So you can just Breaking let it Bad play. Breaking
0: Bad was a good example of that. Oh yeah.
1: like, bow, bow, bow. To be honest, after a, a long amount of series, that did that grated on me. Uh, yeah, fair. Because so there's one. <laughs> if, if 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 that's anything, it was a good one, but you just heard it too many times. Yeah, yeah. It was just like.
0: Uh... Yeah, I, but that was that was a good show.
1: Yeah, it was. It's but it's one of those um, one of those era shows. I could, I could never watch it again.
0: I I couldn't watch it again for sole reason that it's five bloody seasons long
2: you know
0: mm. but yeah okay good good question uh, yeah worst theme song Evangelion Death Note uh, Lassie he says do you play any board games if so what are your favourites my answer to that is no not really
1: i've got quite a big collection at home but i don't
0: uh, you well, like you you've got a lot of those like family type ones
1: yeah though. i've got a lot of um like quick ones like uh, trash pandas a fun one exploding kittens exploding kittens i like that one. one a
0: lot i've played that with you a couple of times
1: um I've, munchkin is good i fucking good. hate munchkin i've got a good expansion for james
0: me. and my wife are the two most competitive people in the world and but a lot of munchkin is arguing about what the cards kind of well, do. And we
1: do. I play it quite nicely now with um, with with uh, Fiona and Layla. Didn't
0: you make your daughter once flip the table?
1: oh no she got upset and then um, she didn't flip the table but she like chucked all the cards on the floor swiped them off the table (laughs) (laughs) I mean it was like
0: like, (laughs) but the last time I played with James and Millie it was basically like when it got to their turn it was like I'm using my shield right and and then I'm both really assertive and I was just like
2: (sighs) I just want to die
1: (laughs) that was back when yeah I
0: don't like board games very much to tell you the truth Uh, but there's a couple that I like like I like exploding kittens I think it's really a lot of fun Uh, Carcassonne is another one I really like, oh, that's
1: really good. Yeah. Um, there's also... Uh, well, I've recently acquired Wingspan, which is like... Uh, well, it's about uh, birds and eggs and stuff. It's kind of like a...
0: I think I've heard of that one, you know. Yeah, it might have been from you.
1: It's, yeah, it's quite good. It's um, But it's kind of like a deck-building game, but you're not necessarily building a card deck. You're building points, because they're always about right. points. There's a good farming simulator one called uh, Agricola.
0: Oh, yes, I've heard of that. That looks good.
1: That's quite good, but it really, I'll tell you what, so it's really good, but my God. So a session will last half an hour, Mm. but you really, really, really need to carefully consider all of your moves because you have X amount of rounds, and when the game ends, it ends. And then you have to obviously achieve something at the end, and then it's points, 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 but it really destroys my mind. I have to be in a really good... Because oh, it's quite
0: it. frenetic and quick.
1: Yeah, was really taxing on the old uh, on the old brainworks. It's a good one. Oh, that's you're... a good
0: point. Chess is that a oh, board yeah, game? Does that, that count? Definitely a board game. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Chess is a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. that's good. I mean, it's going places. It is. It's a, <laughs> that's
1: that's one that I do. If you haven't about. heard about it, look it up.
0: It's good. Uh, it, it basically it's a fictional game from a show called Queen's Gambit, <laughs> and uh, it's really good.
1: Oh, there is actually um, another good one, um, which is a. Uh, you can have, like, 20 players in this one, like a Checkers. party game. Oh. It's called... Um, eat Twister. chicken. No it's, uh, no, it's called Herd Mentality, and essentially... Herd Mentality? Herd Mentality.
0: I went too close to the mic there. Sorry for everyone listening.
1: <laughs> that must have been really annoying. Basically, it's a word association game, and you have to choose the most common answer, as in, like, what is uh, the best colour of underwear to wear? And then everyone writes it down. Right. You flip it over if you match other people you get a point if you're the odd one out then you get something and whatever and obviously it's another one of those where you you're meant to get the most points but it's meant herd mentality you're meant to choose the most common answer and it's really good there's tons of sounds cards. good yeah and it's so easy to play because it's just yep it's simple rules and i tell done. you
0: what it is i mean this this links back into the theme of the bloody show what it is with board games right is that they're obviously all got their own systems and things like this. And I went through a phase with my wife where we bought a lot of them and things like this. And it was like, we played a lot of board games, but it's like, then you, you stick away in a cupboard for a couple of months, play it later on, you know, and then it's I have to reread the rules every time. And I just think for that reason, solely they got my nerds, nerds, but also I, I just don't like card. Well, I like card games. I like them a lot, but I, I am not uh, very good at them. Like things like magic gathering, Keyforge.
1: Oh, I like the old, your standard um, deck of cards card game.
0: Yes. Yeah, Their those time. types of ones. I, I like, like, my favorite is Bullshit. Yep. Uh, I I think, I actually think it's a much deeper game than it is. Because, like, so it's, some, it's about trying to get your opponent to guess the amount of cards you've put down is wrong. Yep. And it's like, or, or what card or whatever. But it's like, you open up around, put down. You go, I've got four aces. You put down four aces and then nobody's gonna do it at the beginning of the round, then you finally do put down the real four aces, like and you've got to time it perfectly. I just I think it's a lot of fun. Like it never gets boring. What's the one three of one, four of the other? Two of the other one, three of the one. Two of one, three of the other two.
1: <laughs> no, what is it? It's called three of one And two of the other, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, I can't really remember the rules, but no, I played it either. a lot on holiday.
1: Oh, yeah, they're good. They're good fun. The quick ones that you can chuck out at a dinner table, or not dinner table, just at a at a table. Poolside, in the poolside, pool with a nice drink, with a nice man.
0: Uh, yeah. So, James, you is the board game expert.
1: Yeah. So there'll be
0: some at UK games expert actually. I might might have a look. But mainly, the see, only reason I buy board games is when they come with a lot of minis.
1: Oh, I'll tell you what, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: The D and D ones are great for that. Um, next up, Bargle the Infamous. He says, do you see... Oh, this is related. Do you see board games as crowding out RPGs in the game space much as collectible card games did in the late 90s, and MMOs did in recent decades? Um, I, I see it's two completely separate hobbies, yes, to t- tell you the t- truth. T- 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 I mean, there are some that try to bridge that gap. One that consistently makes me cringe, right, is... <laughs> is uh, there's one called Roller Player, like it's like a roll oh, of a dice, yeah. and the cover has got this like really epic artwork of it, and it just the thing makes me cringe. And I see so many of them you, go up for sale. You can't I'll, bridge the gap. No, I, 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 don't, I just to. don't think it really works. I
1: apparently there's um, a new one. Sorry to go off on a slight tangent, but there's a new there's a VR version of where where you you have a board in front of you, and you can play with obviously people around the world because it's the VR. Like Oculus system. Oh, I know. There's a new one. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got a pretend table in front of you. You roll the dice, and it's like um, the people that you're controlling will animate. I do. I like the the idea behind that. But you know, but
0: you know, like I've seen the videos of it, and it looks really cool. But the thing about it is, it's like. At the end of the day, you know what it's gonna be is like to all of this stuff's gonna be gated behind paywalls. You're gonna be paying as much as the for these virtual minis that you are for the yeah. real ones.
1: And then it's gonna be like, you know, every animation is gonna be the same, which kind of defeats the object because tabletop RPGs you you the what's happening is minis imagination. Or not, it's still the yeah. mind.
0: Well, and I, I think I, I think it sort of defeats the point. That's why I like um, tabletop simulator for that type of stuff, because it's more like just moving minis around a board. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then the rest of it is still in your mind a bit. Like you can you can get way more intricate with like tabletop simulator and stuff like that. But say for instance that um, VR game is a game it's not a platform
0: oh yeah that's right yeah
1: so if you had the ability as a GM to say control x amount of animations and then you could just be like yeah use these for this game and you know if as a GM you had time to do this and they allowed you to customize stuff do not that would be cool but.
0: yeah but that one we're talking about I can't remember the bloody name of it nah, me but neither. as far as I recall it's like it's a game where you set up dungeons for your yeah. mates and run them through but um, I, I think with the board games and the RPGs trying to those gap bridging ones I always think that there's there's some good examples, and I think there's one called Dead of Winter. I think it's called, and um, it's a zombie survival one where you pick a character, but it's more about surviving. You're not trying to roleplay or be a character or things like this. And I often think that that if you start with one of those board games, it will kind of mislead you into thinking RPGs are just all about fighting, yeah, or whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: and because uh, that's yeah. what happens with us. And the, yeah, the, we played the, the old one, and it was it yeah. was
0: good. It did get us into it. But I just, I've never liked those types of things. I see board games and RPGs as two separate hobbies mm. that are linked by some common factors, but mostly are just, uh, yeah, completely different. My son is being t- turbo cute. Stop it, stop being cute. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think uh, board games will ever crowd out the RPG space for that yeah, reason. Not at all. It's just because not going to happen.
1: They are, they are completely separate. Like, uh, you know, my girlfriend, she appreciates rpgs but she'll never play them i don't think she'll maybe get stuck into a one shot but that's because
0: she's too cool that's why yeah as is my wife yeah uh big york rex with a kung fu grip he says what elements are most important for urban adventures surrounded uh centered around a single city how do you craft urban adventures to differentiate them from crawls or overland travel how do you keep your players from just pulling up the stakes and having their pcs leave the city permanently
1: You've got to put investment in. I think you've got to tie personal effects into the urban environment. Why are they there? Who's been captured? Oh, someone close to them are there. You have to find them. You know, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. You, you you've have to got tug to give on them the heartstrings.
1: That's a really easy, uh, easy, good one to use.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it, it's like, yeah, you've got to give them a reason for being there, even if that reason is as simple as you run a drug business in London. I mean, tough guys would set more or less in the same city. Yeah. Uh there was an episode where he went to Spain and one where he went to Japan, but that was that was about it. And I and that also just I have kind of a rule at the beginning of games like that where I'll... And this is probably the clumsiest way to do it. But I'll just say, right, this story is about gangs in London. Now, if your character wants to leave, that's absolutely fine, but they, they're leaving the story behind, effectively. Oh, yeah. If they have a good reason to leave, that's fine. But you create up a new character after that. But
1: that's and also a good way to it. You'll often find that so. people
0: will will find reasons to be invested because of that like when I said about because Ryan one of our players he's often a troublemaker he's often the one that gets everyone banned from cities and things like this burns it down burns it down and when I told him during our D&D campaign right this the the phantom is your home base if you're arrested or you leave or you have then you're out of the campaign
1: yeah if you're arrested you're serving the jail time so you must and so, he up a new
0: what he did is he ended up setting up a forge there and a blacksmith and then a college to train new apprentices and things like this. And so, yeah, that was one technique. Um, I also think within uh Dirt Boy Blues, mm. the fact that it was nothing but wastelands outside of the cities and the cities was, was
1: because we worked there, and there was no, there was no way out really. It was so such a was grim, grim reality, so poor. yeah. That we couldn't leave. So that's another angle. But
0: that's think. the this case with Lankmar as well. Because Lankmar yeah. is like, A, quite far from any other settlements. B, it's a scummy city and most people are going to be poor as fuck there. And you're constantly getting robbed. And you're well, constantly getting stabbed.
1: Well, think about um, Mutiny Zero as well. I mean, we were in a prison, I get. We were in a place that was completely guarded and there was no escape so maybe you could just that's do a good that. t-
0: that's a good way to like, there's no
1: escape so the the ultimate goal is to escape but it's going to take resources and time to but do even
0: that. even if it's not the ultimate goal yeah. even if it's like a background thing like if you're talking about like something like a judge Dredd type setting right yeah maybe because that's very dystopian a bit mm. like what's going on in china at the moment right so you could just say oh it's currently a disease so nobody's allowed out of the city and doing so is punishable by death it's clumsy, but it, but then, you know, people are there. They're going to have to get invested because they'd rather not die.
1: Yeah, and it can also... Or um,
0: if, 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 like you said, the, the focus of the campaign does become we've got to get out, then at least you've got something on your hands.
1: Yeah, and it's good. It'll, it'll allow you to um, put up interesting barriers to succeed or interesting barriers to overcome um, to get to that end point.
0: And Yeah, and I also think he, he, he asked why uh like how do you differentiate city-based adventures from dungeon ones and it's like you i suppose it's more about social things and single encounters rather than rather than dungeon crawls isn't it yeah because well, dirt boy blues you know you look at that there's no there's nothing even close to like something like a dungeon crawl in that game
1: oh the only thing that we did that was close to it was when we went through the vents
0: Yes. Oh, when uh, that's true, and but also when you went through the police headquarters and the city. But then the thing is, essentially, that is a dungeon, but it's got a different flavour. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And when we were, uh, and the only other thing that was it was when uh, Nick was going into the uh, metaverse.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That is was that, awesome.
1: Well, that is, but I mean, it's, that's just wicked.
0: But I shortened that anyway, because yeah. often, often RPGs would do it like that, where it's like a, um, it's like a whole separate universe, and you run a dungeon within it, but it's like. Do you really have to do that? Just to keep it to one roll. Yeah. What on earth are you doing, man
2: <laughs>
0: The <laughs> Buttman, he says, "How do you combat RPG burnout? Uh, to tell you the truth, I don't really get it so
1: um,
0: Well it really I guess I've had it in some campaigns where maybe one episode I f- last fucking session, I had a great time, but I was so tired. Uh, yeah, but
1: you were you were. Um, I hope um, it was still fun. Oh yeah, no, of course it was, but you were personally burnt out. As, yeah, as emotionally well. and physically. Yeah. So,
0: but um, I, I don't know. I think I think a, a really good way to do it, and this is a thing I've used in campaigns before, is to just switch it up for one night, do Yo, something different.
1: hundred percent. It's so good. If you be, right, here you go. So none of us at the table would mind having a long battle for three constant sessions, right? We wouldn't, but. Um, there is there is a chance that we could get burnt out from that situation because exactly. there's a lot to factor in and then our cogs are going to be whirring and whirring and whirring. So, you know, after the first session, if it's four hours of it and then the next week we go straight back into it, we could get mentally burnt out, RPG burnout from that. So, yeah, definitely change it up. And that's what Harrison does a lot.
0: Because I did it in the 5e campaign where I tried to keep it to different types of adventures uh, and indeed in, in, the Deadlands one as well but it's like doing that keeps it fresh for me to where I enjoy it. I'm mm. only going to make a, an adventure about something I enjoy to the point where in 5e we did a, uh, a spin-off episode where we played your D&D characters being the 80s in a university in Texas <laughs> yeah. doing a Scooby-Doo like story yeah. and then what was cool about that is you brought the shotgun from that world into the d d world and reverse engineered it so that you could make bullets uh, shells for it but yeah, something like that, just switch it up. That's that's my main thing, really. And uh, the worst thing you could possibly do is read a new RPG and get excited about that because the tr- chances are you're going to hate the game you're playing even more. <laughs> like, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to finish this campaign, and then you, you sort of read the big new shiny thing, you're going to be like, yep, I'm killing all my players next session. <laughs> we're gonna move on to that's what I, t- I told Ryan the other day when uh, his character took uh, like three wounds in one hit or something I was, and I was like why the fuck are you doing this man and I was like I'm trying to kill you because I want to play something else but obviously I didn't mean it but I just thought it would be funny but I think he, he, he was like why do you always do this and I was like I don't think I've ever done that but there we go yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah, RPG burnout. I and I also think take take a week off. If your group plays once a week, take a week off and just go. Because actually, sometimes a bit of absence will make the heart grow fonder, right? Yeah, the people will be more excited maybe because you'll be well hyped for it as well. Um, but yeah, no, I think Ace comes in with the next question, which is the best question. Stat your fellow podcasters, please, for James's birthday. His uh, partner. Uh, who's a man <laughs> why is that funny uh, don't be a homophone so um, yeah his partner got him a uh, all rolled up and within it I said it would be cool to have a, a character sheet of James in there like statted and everything so I made one that she put in there and um, <clears throat> I did think when I was doing it it could get quite nasty it could so I put all James's stats as 18 because I was like mm. I, I know it could get offensive so let's do Nick first we're statting him D and D stats, right? Strength. It's got S- strength. It's got to be low.
1: No way, Nick's a trained a trained weapon.
0: He's a trained martial artist, but do you remember that one time we yeah. asked him to show off a kick? Yeah. That he, and he his body creaked like it as uh, like it was very very um old. old. <laughs> yeah, it was like he an like old snap. So I think low strength. Dex, he's been jogging recently. He's so probably quite high. Yeah, I'd say so. I think intelligence.
1: No, Nick's um, quite intelligent.
0: Is he? No, he is. See, this is what I'm saying. It's, it's like uh, all we're going to do is be offensive here. But let's—he's—he's uh, got—he's got high wisdom because he comes from. No, see, I'm trying to just like be nice about it. But we should—we got to be real.
1: No, but he has got high wisdom.
0: Do You reckon? Okay, high wisdom. So he's got low strength, medium dex, high wisdom somewhat high intelligence charisma probably 18 straight
1: 18 oh yeah nick is very charismatic
0: and if you've ever seen him drunk as well that's like that's like a plus two bonus (laughs) he gets really belligerent uh but sort of talking about edges and hindrances i think he would have a hindrance where he cannot tell the time and he's late to everything (laughs) (laughs) he's either late to everything or he cancels everything (laughs) right where's the alien game nick give us the alien game
1: he's he's inherited his merve the swerve from his granddad that's right
0: that's right so uh that's that's nick uh as for fighting abilities i reckon he'd have like one point in ninjutsu because that's what he used to do
1: yeah right do you reckon that'll be it yeah
0: that'll be it you'd have one point because i
1: reckon he'd have a good taunt
0: He'd be a level one. Oh yeah, yeah. He'd he'd have a, ta- a good taunt skill if he's drunk. Because you remember ta- him talking about bloody Doug Kovacs when he's like, "Who oh, does he think he is? He's someone can't own and he." Because <laughs> the uh, Doug Kovacs was uh, the MC at an auction that we went to. I uh, do
2: like
1: how um, um um vocal Nick gets when he's drunk. Yeah, get him on the right on the right um the right wavelength.
0: So James, I reckon I I reckon for you I we go high strength. Cause you lift, you lift, you lift.
1: Do you lift, bro? You lift
0: and you're a drummer, so you're quite muscled.
1: Quite mostly
0: Yeah, you're quite muscly. I reckon Dex. Low. Yeah, I'm not that Cause serious. you're yeah you're quite large. If that picture I have is to be believed.
1: <laughs> That's an old
0: one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'd be. Would you reckon consti- We didn't do constitution for Nick. I reckon low, cause he he's, he, he gets very drunk very quickly. Uh, James, your constitution's got to be high, because you drink a lot of gin.
1: Yeah, but it depends, because like I can drink, like, three pints of beer and I'm fucked. But gin? Do you, gin, I can drink fucking... Copia. Actually, no, there's a limit, but I just... Mm. I don't know what the, the quantity is. I just have to feel what, it.
0: What about wisdom? As an Asian man, I I'm feel meant like... I'm to be
1: wisdomatic, but I'm not wisdomatic.
0: No, you haven't even... You can't even grow a long moustache that goes no. down. Like, no, I uh, can't wise even man. grow...
1: What would show me as being wisdom is
0: so, yeah, that's got to be low. Charisma, low. I reckon, quite high. Yeah, you're a musician, you're very arrogant.
1: Oh, yeah, I can do that.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, right, so as for like fighting abilities, hindrances, things like this. I think your I'll hindrance would be uh, low heat resistance because <laughs> yes. James, if there's any slight heat, he complains about getting prickly heat.
1: Oh, yeah, I haven't had that for a while, but uh, mm. it's like a hay fever reaction where. My body feels prickly.
0: And I'm thinking, I, I don't think, I'm trying to think of like, I think there's got to be some sort of unlucky hindrance, <laughs> right? For No, for several reasons, because you're the only person I've ever known that has been running with their mouth agape in a, <laughs> a, an expression of pure joy, only to find that you've eaten a butterfly.
1: Yeah, butterfly goes, home. <laughs>
0: and i once saw you fall off your bike in a pretty spectacular way and smash your head onto a curb
1: yeah and i definitely was knocked out but didn't realize
0: and like, like this is quite dark but in a very short space of time, your house burnt down and your mother sadly passed away. That's pretty unlucky. <laughs> nice. um, and your uh, budgie died in a pint glass.
1: Of water, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Our neighbour's house.
0: Yeah, you'd have that unlucky hindrance. You start with two bennies per <laughs> session. <laughs> that's pretty good. I, th- I, think, I think that's pretty pretty up there. What about me? If you say anything bad, I honestly, I will fuck you up.
1: Well, strength... What do you think?
0: <laughs> well, I think we know the answer to that one. I no, think all the physical stats are going to be very low for me. No,
1: no, no. I reckon so. I've, I reckon your dexterity would be quite high. That's true. But I'm quite, I've got good would reflexes. Be, would be sort of uh, mid to low.
0: <laughs> Definitely low. Definitely low. I reckon I'm about three out of eighteen.
1: <laughs> and then um, I think wisdom. I would say your wisdom is quite high. Oh, thanks, man. But your uh, intelligence, wait.
0: Well, no, that's got to be low because no. I've got I've got uh, like the bad memory problems. No,
1: but it, no, that'd be a hindrance.
0: Yeah, maybe, but I also think it would be about boy. If we're just uh, if we're just talking stats, it'd be low intelligence. But also, then I would have the clueless hindrance.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> like something like something like that, like like where I've got a shitty like I just can't recall facts. Like that's that's gonna be. A... I um also.
1: Oh, your charisma, probably because you're awkward socially and be fairly low. Oh low. Would, be low. But then you'd have the. Um, if we could bring edges into it, you would have something to help your charisma. Because when you drink, you're fine.
0: That's true. That's <laughs> that's, that's fact. A, and and when I'm on the podcast, I pretend to be more charismatic than I really am. I would never speak to anyone in the way that I speak on here. In, I mean, like like put it this way. For example, good 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 scenario in an RPG, right? The upstairs neighbours are making noise. Yeah. Your My wife's telling me to go up there and say something. I don't want to because I am so awkward and I'm not that fussed about it. I'd rather. Have a sleepless night listening to their rubbish music, yeah. then go up there and say something. Yeah. So, I'd definitely low charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. Mm. Constitution, I think, would be low as well. Because I have about 50 different ailments at any given time. <laughs> which is quite. Because like my, my wife often says, You've got. And I think I might be a hypercontract, but she's like, You've got every disease on the planet. Like, you're worse off than me because I get daily migraines. I've got RSI. I've got memory problems. I've got IBS. I've got DVD.
1: I've <laughs> got HDTV <laughs> on the rack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hindrances and edges I think my fighting ability I think I'd have the dodge edge
1: yeah 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 because that's your dexterity I'm
0: that's good at soul. I'm good at dodging stuff because James Tomasson when we we talked about this before when we went up to a hill <laughs> and fought each other for a laugh during lockdown
1: I mean yeah he's dead it, it,
0: I've killed him <laughs> he was really tall before and now I've punched him down to three foot five or whatever peg. yeah so he's uh, he's a dwarf um, but uh, he, he, he must have thrown about 200 punches and hit me with about three. Why do you always... You never back me up on this, man. It was it was like... The, the ratio, like, mine were all solid hits. Bam. Chuck him on the floor. Bam. But he's like, he's going mental like a little gnome. And I'm just, I'm fucking dodging... Ooh, woo, I'm dodging all of them. Left, right and centre. But I think... Uh, hindrances. Mm. What I... Well... So for those that have seen, people just do nothing. People consistently compare me to the main character of that, who's really arrogant. And Ryan has also called me arrogant before. And I, listening to some of the old podcasts, I definitely was because uh, we. Well, I've been listening to them again because James suggested for like a 100, 101 episode special that we do a recap. And I honestly, I listen to and I hate myself. I'm like, oh my god, I think I thought I knew everything, and I was saying Pathfinder was the best game on the planet. Yeah, So I'll probably say arrogant, which is annoying. That's why it hurt me so much, because I know it's a bit true. Even my wife says that I'm like that guy.
1: And he's a cunt. He's a dickhead. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. Oh. I think it's a bit harsh to say you're quite like him. Hmm. I think it's just because you have a similar, Good MCing skills. A similar um, oh. facial look. Oh. That's about it. Because he's got dark hair and eyebrows. He,
0: isn't he Polish as well? Probably. Zagrafov. Zagrafov. Is his name. I don't know. But anyway, this is depressing.
1: <laughs> so stats, basically, um ignore all of them. We're all 18s.
0: That's right. Fact. So fuck you. What about Sean? I think, because like, we've had a lot of demand recently for Sean to come back on the podcast. Well, I think... Hindrance, autism. <laughs> 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 Edge, nice. Very oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, too nice. Too oh, nice. And that's a hindrance. Yeah, okay. So he's got two hindrances. So he's autistic, too nice... Uh, low flying ability. No, actually, you no, fought no, no. him. He's,
1: he's got he's got good he's got good reflexes mm. in the in a in a particular moments. Yeah, because sometimes you know, like you when you you can you can creep up so easily on Sean in comparison to say, you know, if 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 you if you caught something out of the corner of your eye, you'd react quicker. Sean would just go. Aah!
0: But it's like a second delay between... Yeah. There's a great... If you type it on YouTube, the montage begins. You'll find uh, there's a YouTube channel. It's only up- uploaded like three videos. But the YouTube channel is called Popo John. And uh, it's a video of Sean coming out the bathroom and him scaring Sean. And I will use that as a jingle light in yes. this podcast, definitely. Yes. But yeah, he's easy to scare. So he's got three hindrances so far. Um, Edge, uh... Mm. oh
1: yeah Edge Edge is um...
0: Quirk hindrance cannot hold a pool cue right
1: but he really does well
0: he's quite good at pool yes. so that's I think that would be his uh, that would be his uh, Edge pool, pool player pool
1: hustler pool hustler and also um, conspiracy theory corner
0: yeah so he would have knowledge D10 conspiracy like bogus conspiracy theories that he thinks are real Knowledge,
1: D10. Yeah, but yeah. Other than that,
0: all 18s. All 18s, obviously. All 18s across the board. Uh, Now, if we were to stamp the listeners, solid ones. Yeah,
1: all of them. (laughs) Every uh, they only have um, they only have D1s, Mobius strips. So every time they roll, is a critical fail.
0: That's right. That's you, right. Bitches. Fuck you. We should be nicer to the listeners. Okay. Well, I. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. All right. Well, thank you very much for the questions. This has been a bit of a mental episode because uh, I'll try Not and that. edit it in in <laughs> a way that seems uh, that seems like 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 it's good. But Jesse's been in the room. He's been very distracting and uh, adorable. So yeah. Hopefully it's good. But let's uh, do an outro, shall we? Yeah. I like, I like killing. killing and I like yeah, killing. killing. So if anyone keeps going on no
2: about how you can negotiate with the
0: fucking geckos, I'm gonna whoop your ass out of here. So, uh, what do you reckon was Island Boys or Isle of Dread a hit?
1: I feel like it was a miss. Uh. it was really enjoyable to listen to <laughs> the uh, listen to the sound bits. Though.
0: But as a, as a quiz, it's not getting picked up by the BBC anytime soon. Nah,
1: so. ITV, BBC, Fuck. Channel Four, at no, least
0: I ITV. Come on,
1: nah. No. No, they've got a new one out. It's pretty good. The what's 1% it? Club.
0: I actually thought that looked quite good. Yes, yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty good. It's, and it's hosted by, what's it? Is it Lee Mac?
0: Lee Mac. Yeah. What, is he a French bloke? Lee Mac.
1: <laughs> it's Le Big Mac. Um,
0: but yeah, I, I, I hate I hate TV quiz shows, man. They suck.
1: That's a good one. All Definitely right. worth it. Cool. Good to know. Good.
0: If you want to contact us, 3 pod at jamal.com. Yep, i
1: sling us a buck. Sling us a buck at, a uh, buck at Patreon. Patreon.
0: Search up the 3T RPG Podcast. There are many tiers uh, and many tiers in the other way as well. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Also, you can contact us somewhere else, can't you? Oh, well, Discord. You
1: Discord, yeah. Yes. You can Discord us about um, and then you can find us on loads of platforms. Oh, special mention um, is that we are now on Audible. Yeah. So those of you who use Audible, you've got a back catalogue that you can download... Um, and who was responsible to... for that was it you yeah pretty sure it was thanks man but it took its time
0: yeah james does all the tech stuff for us so you know if
1: it's wrong then blame blame him nick <laughs> yeah blame nick because he was he
0: was in here let's just say he did it uh so we so we we're alongside people like louis theroux like mike tyson yeah like, all these people that have written books
1: like jicky gervais, gervais
0: <laughs> jicky gervais <laughs> Jiggy. Jiggy. Jigg of your face. <laughs> Alright, sweet. Well, uh, yeah, that's gonna be it for another episode. And I've been Harrison Hunt. I've
1: been James Clark.
0: I remember that D twenties are cool, but 20 D's. Now that's a good time. Oh
2: yes! Uh, yes. Uh, Dig, cool. bury me underneath, 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 underneath everything that I want. Let's go.
1: I know you like to
2: drink strongbow, cause you wanna get strong like bear But you'll get beat like a bongo, deep in the woods I'm near, so don't come near And I know you like to drink Budweiser, cause you wanna get wise like brown But you'll get murked like an insider when he snitches about the town, so Hi, it's me, the carnivore, I'll leave your body all sore You don't wanna fight or war, cause you'll endure bear. Right hooks up under your jaw You don't wanna bear that strong, it's strong Cause I'll beat your chest like King Kong And you hear bells like Ding when you've just been battered like King Kong So, anyway, it's back
1: to the bear You don't wanna end
2: up we want to see